0: Welcome everybody. It is July 16th, 2018 and we are on episode 17 and we are back in my kitchen. Went on the road the past two weeks, which was nice. Something different, new environments, but like Steve said before we came on, it's nice to be back home. Last week gave me anxiety. It was, um,
1: it was a big deal. Well, we were in this really big room yeah, we were in the where they brewed the beer at Austin Brothers and there was a lot of ambient noises going on and I didn't know how it would work and we didn't really have an internet connection at first and there was just <laughs> a lot of different things, a lot of moving parts. It all worked out, but it did. There's
0: <clears throat> something very safe here that I've come to appreciate. So yeah. um I like it. It's a safe space. It is very safe. All right, you can find us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. It would be Twitter, but Steve doesn't want to set that up. So that's fine. I that's just cool. wanted to bookmark it. So no one,
1: yeah, we right. might make it big. And some that's guy right. might take our handle and then want to sell it to us for like yeah, we don't want to pay any 200 bucks. So we wouldn't even want to buy a hundred dollar mic. So you
0: can imagine if somebody <laughs> wants our handle for two hundred dollars, we'll we probably <laughs> want to have it. So yeah. it's a Luca Brasi after. yes. All right. Nice. But you can also send us emails at hot take from the kitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. I just checked the email address, and Anna or Karen didn't email us, so I guess we didn't have any questions. And other than that, our guest tonight is Michael Biermeister from WBKB. He's coming to talk to us, which is nice. I'm geeked. Woo woo Got the Arsenio Hall thing going here. <laughs> boom, 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 boom.
1: What's nice is Michael actually <clears throat> it's kind of weird as we've been doing this, but Michael actually ran his own podcast back then. I did. So I did. like he's there's a certain amount of comfort with it that he has probably much more than you and I do. What's wrong with that? So we um we had Christy Johnson before who she had some experience with radio. Actually a lot of experience with radio. Yep. Casey ran his own podcast for I don't know, a couple dozen episodes, so it's been nice to have a
2: couple other people that maybe can help us, show us the ways. Well, this is interesting because when I used to record my podcast, which was called Bull Predictions, we'll get into that a little bit yep. later, but I used to be in my kitchen actually doing it, so I feel right at home. It's like you set this up for me right here in the kitchen. It's nice and warm and cozy. Maybe we can get some hors d'oeuvres going a little bit later, but I am happy to be here. I'm happy to be back as Brett looks at me. Bad radio here, Brad looks at me just like, well, no, we could get some pizza rolls going or something. I mean, we could make some of that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good to be back. It's good to be here in the kitchen with you guys. Um, I love podcasting. It was a little hobby of mine when I was living out in D.C., but I'm excited to be here, cook up some hot takes for y'all,
0: and maybe we can serve them to the community. Sounds like a plan, Stan. So we'll take a little break and get back into it here. Alright, first up is hot takes. I kind of like this subject, or not subject, but segment. It's kind of cool. And we have a couple, but the first one is a couple in Northern California stole a fire truck and led cops on an hour long chase throughout Northern California. It's kind of weird. The door to the fire engine was just open, so the guy's like, hey, Hollywood let's take it and so he took it picked up the girl from the house so i don't know <laughs> the story gets better you know and they drove down the highway and they would switch drivers every once in a while but they would cover their faces so nobody would see who it was but eventually the cops stopped them with a, a strip with plenty things and the fire truck ended up in the ditch and now they're in jail. So.
1: <laughs> so, Michael, maybe you have a little bit, since you are a media personality, it seems like when this type of thing happens, the helicopter will follow the chase a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we'll get, we'll get commentary. I would have loved to see that one.
2: I think it would have been fascinating. I mean, anytime you give people an open cop door or you know, if the, the fire truck is open, they're you know, there's somebody out there who's going to be, I've never done this before. I've never done this, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. She gets out and does it. And he picks up his girl on the way. That's respectable right there. That's a respectable <laughs> move right there. But I have to ask y'all, what music do you think they were bumping to while they were on this high speed chase? Probably death metal. <laughs> a little yeah, death metal? I
1: was thinking maybe like Burning Love by Elvis.
2: <laughs> All I can think in my back of my head is burn, baby, burn, yep.
0: disco, Inferno. fire great, Both great
2: options. As the, I, I honestly, when when you see situations like that, it's almost entertainment. If you go, if you've seen Anchorman Two, when they they flip on the chase, which is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, should <coughs> I point that out. Um, we're we're very small, so we always gotta take a little pride in our city. Uh, basically, whenever you see these situations begin to unfold, it's all, it's entertainment at that point. I mean, the person's on the joyride; they're cruising. I mean, it's very hard to slow them down or stop them. It's 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 gone. So you might as well have a little bit of fun with it. Hopefully, no one gets hurt in the end. But
1: I uh, I always worry someone's going to get hurt. And as long as someone gets hurt, it's that I'm in. Like I love it. So yeah, I we have a great hot take on here. So I can't wait to get to it. But you totally should hold off on it because it's oh, so good. I know. <laughs>
0: uh, second hot take is there is a couple in. I think it was Virginia. They adopted six children throughout the years that are blind and some of them have special needs. Sort of a heartwarming story. This couple had a biological child, but then they were trying to have another one and they found out that they couldn't. And so they went into adoption and they've adopted three kids from Asia, two from India and one from Africa. And they're all... Well, I, for one, am a big fan of Asian adoption. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, two of them are South Koreans. Hey, I like it. They were abandoned by their parents because well, they were blind. Oh, wow. Kind of sad. It was still a nice story to read, and they're all doing good. And it's taking everything to me to not make marina's comments right now.
1: <laughs> it's fine. So, but... Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I love adoption. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mom adopting me. So, uh, And then my sister, of course, she adopted uh, three girls that are just absolutely amazing as well. So adoption is strong in my family, and uh, it's cool. It's cool to see you in here. It's
0: heartwarming. It's a really cool story. You're not going to get to it yet, are you? No, because I was going to do France won the World Cup. Yeah, let's do that. Good. I, mean, I didn't get to watch the game. I was busy doing other things but you should
2: have watched the way that the both teams both fan bases celebrated right because they were getting rowdy i have not seen this in, in since philadelphia won the super bowl i mean that's <laughs> let's just be real yeah, i've never seen two fan bases just be so engaged and when you watch them all jump together mm-hmm. it's like a heartbeat ah it just makes me wish the united states would have been in the world cup this year but a bit nice france wins i mean that's That's exciting, I guess. Baguettes for everyone? Do we win baguettes? I wish. That would be nice. Not fair.
1: I uh, I don't. I mean, I I guess if I had a pick, I would rather have France win versus Croatia. But I really have nothing against Croatia, so.
0: (laughs) Flip a coin. Two good countries. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, um, France was predicted to win. They were one of the favorites, and Croatia wasn't expected to make it this far. It's kind of an underdog story. Didn't the U.S. tie France in friendly play?
2: Probably they in have. friendly play they would have, but when it gets to like a World Cup qualifying, it's really serious, and generally the U.S. wouldn't play France. No. Um, but, I mean, Croatia the second smallest country in, to ever make a World Cup. That's pretty impressive, too. Got to give it up
0: for the, the Croatians. Okay. I'll have to play some soccer over there. A little, a little bit of, of foot and ball there. <laughs> All right, so now we're to the hot take that Steve wants to talk about. Do we need a drumroll for it? No, but I, I want to see your reaction on this. So Bruce Willis weighed in on whether Die Hard is a Christmas film over the weekend, and the answer is, he says it is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> I don't agree with him, because that is fully a Christmas movie. But it was released in July, so.
1: Casey Stutzman is not happy right now. He's going to take the whatever the first ten minutes of this pod and listen, and he will not be happy. Oh. So we—I've had the Die Hard Christmas movie debate with him lots of times. So I don't know. Do you? You're kind of an import, Talpina. To, to Have you understood how important Die Hard and that series is, Talpina? Have you been
2: educated on that yet? You're not going to kill me, are you? Right no, now? no, no, definitely not. I've never seen Die Hard, no. but I've heard the debate. Yeah, And it's it's very heated. I know Christmas plays a big deal in this film. So yes. Why don't you enlighten me a little bit? Well, do you know about Die Hard 2 in Alpina? I do not. Okay. I'm, I'm fresh. you got well, no. well got to dish you, me. You
1: have spent some time here. So. Yes, yes. Die Hard 2 was filmed in Alpina. A scene was. A scene was. What? Because so, we had an airport big enough to hold, hold it, handle it. So hold. you should know that there's not many things people in Alpina talk about. But Die Hard 2 is one of the main ones. And now that I mentioned it to you, if you go around and talk to a couple people while you're on the bus, you are like, the random firefighter's like, oh yeah, I was in the background, or random people, <laughs> I was an extra, and it is
2: definitely one of our to fames around here. And that what was that film shot, 1999? <sighs> was that 1999? No, no, it was
0: 1991. Uh, yeah, right,
2: that would right. be a cool little anniversary to revisit, what are we, 20 20 plus years? The other thing that I've heard um, is that the owner of Five Guys Burgers and Fries yep. is from Alpena, yeah, but I've done a lot of research on it. some big Five Guys guy, like Five Guys. I couldn't find him. I couldn't find his name. I, I'm a surgeon, but I'm taking it for many local. I've just been asking locals, is the owner from Five Guys, is he here? Well,
1: my understanding was is he moved. Yeah. 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 So set it up
0: in Virginia. Oh, That's yes. Yes.
2: We can't bring one back for us.
0: I'm not he's I'm in this. They're Gaylor. Gaylor. in Gaylord right now. So I'm going to write a letter. a letter.
2: We
1: might have to sit down during this pod, and we might have to call an audible here and just you, like give you some Alpena highlights, like okay. the Bob Seger stories. Um, let's see, see. What, else, what else there is. There's a couple other, like, 100% Alpena things, like, um, yeah, definitely that. Alpino you, 101. This is a yeah, class that all WBKB reporters kind of like take. Brown Trout. I mean, you've learned about Brown Trout oh, yes, and um
2: Yeah, so. But. That's, oh, yeah, he looks like an Alpina guy. He's got the Alpina vibe a little yeah. bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe you know. got
2: a little VA when he got out there, but a little Virginia accent, maybe. So here's my question for both of you. Mm-hmm.
1: And you didn't have a, a lot of time to prepare. But now that you know. Technically, we're just going to play along with me. I know you don't want to, but play along with me. (laughs) Since Die Hard is not a Christmas
0: movie, I need to know your favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's either a Christmas story or elf. Two solid picks. Two great picks. I mean, I can't fault either
1: of them. All
2: right. Michael? He wins. That He hit it right on the head. Christmas Story, I watch every single Christmas because it's on TVS for 24 hours. So, you know, you have to fit it in. It's almost begging you to watch it. And then Elf. I'm a huge Will Ferrell guy. Huge when I say Will Ferrell is one of my favorite comedians. I watched his Best of SNL uh, just two nights ago. Oh, yeah. So Will Ferrell and <laughs> Elf, maybe not my favorite role of his, but he's hilarious and it's a great one.
0: Maybe we should have done the top five. We no were oh, talking. Oh, oh.
2: We're starting to get to the point where we're starting to get
1: nervous about top fives. Yeah, and oh. we were thinking Will Ferrell would be one, like top Will Ferrell movies. And then I said we should do Will Ferrell cameos because he's had some great cameos as yes, well yes. too. So we could. But anyways,
2: <laughs> we have tangented big time off the hot take. So yeah. okay, so we're back to Die Hard being a Christmas movie versus an action not, movie, but it is not a Christmas movie anymore. It's an action film.
1: It'll oh. always be a Christmas
0: movie. You consider Home Alone a
1: Christmas movie? Yes. Yes.
2: yes. I do, too.
0: Yes. Do you have to. You. Yeah. Just don't claim planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Maybe. Thanksgiving, with that's it. right. It's a holiday movie. Yes. All right. That hard Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> On to the break.
1: So, Michael, we met. Uh, you helped do a story on the United Way uh, 100 Heroes campaign we had way back in, uh, it was like December? No. was a wild January on January. Yeah. January. January. It was after Christmas. Uh, I got to meet you, and you kind of helped me along in a couple different things, which I thank you very much. Um, but you fascinated me because you, uh, while we were waiting to get our poop in a group, you kind of told me a little bit about yourself. So when we had this pod, I was like, "Man, he would be a cool cat to have on." So, Ooh, cool um, why not? Notice you tell me a little bit about yourself,
2: um, like where you're from originally, schooling and background, and then we'll keep moving on from there. All right. So I'm originally from well, Mike Beermeister. A lot of people call me Beer, Beermeister, Beer here. I mean, it's every variation of the last name. So of course, I have to be from the Milwaukee area, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where uh, I went to Marquette University. So. Go Golden Eagles or Warriors, however you see it. Uh, always didn't really know what I wanted to do in life, to be honest. When I was you know about to go into college, I had no idea. And one day I turned on the film Anchorman and I, I watched that and I said, well, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at science. I don't think I'm going to be a very good business guy, but I can talk a lot and I can say a lot of random things. So that's kind of what steered me in the direction. And then when I got to the studio, I saw the bright lights and I I saw, you know, the way the students were working. And I was like, I've got to do this. I I was thinking about stand up comedy. That didn't pan out too well, wasn't very funny, but I figured I could make my way on air. I think that would be a possibility. So uh, grew up in Milwaukee as as any good Milwaukee knows, Summerfest, uh, 4th of July night, 3rd of July, a lot of fun, a lot of fireworks. Um, I like to enjoy, obviously, a good beer. We have many breweries out there. Um, I love hiking though, too, so that's another big thing that I love about living here in Alpena. We have so many trails and so much to do. Whether when you're in a city like you know even DC or Milwaukee, you're kind of limited to the areas you can go. But fast forward, I graduated from college, did a lot of sports broadcasting there. Sports was my passion, and uh, sports will always be part of my passion. But uh, ended up kind of figuring my way, took a took a job with an internship uh, with ESPN Milwaukee and uh, ended up started to sell some of ESPN's digital assets out in um, DC. A little technical terminology though, but selling advertisements for the online platforms um, to keep it simple. Uh, and so I was doing that out there and realized, you know, I, I really want to get back into the game. I had, I had a lot of what ifs, you know, what if I never try this? What if I never do this? What if you know, calling a D3 high school football or a D3 college football game is my last chance. I mean, what if that's what I have to write it off on? So I said I couldn't do that. Had a buddy who worked up here in the sports department and we were chatting and eventually got up here and I've been here ever since working in news and uh, I love the people here. Everyone's so nice. They're they're so outgoing. They're willing to, you know, put in the extra effort if you're willing to put in the extra effort and I think that's, that's a really big part. But I think... The one thing that I've noticed here is the way that people give um, give to other people, give to other organizations or causes. I mean, if someone, God forbid, you know, goes down a lung or they need a lung transplant or, you know, a story like that, everyone is willing to chip in. They're willing to be out. You know, they're willing to do whatever it takes to help their neighbor. And that's something that, you know, gets lost in a lot of other cities throughout the United States. Um, we see these heartwarming stories every now and then, but here in Alpena, we see them a lot more than, than you would ever think. So, I mean, I've been happy living here and uh, like to hike, like to be outdoors, like to drink beer, just like to have a good time. Well, Northern Michigan's your place. I know, right?
1: <laughs> so um, I noticed, and I'm not trying to slate your other co-workers by any stretch imagination, but it seemed like the production is significantly improved once you were on that scene. As a person that watched the news, so I take it as
2: a compliment. I appreciate that. Thanks. I mean, it's all of our, our workers together working hard and doing our best, but I really think that our stations at, at the time and place where we can really make the change from years past, because I know I've heard all the We Barely Know Broadcasting. I've heard the the rumors and, and everything about what this station was, but that's the past. And You know, this is the future now. This is about getting people the information that they need, doing it in accurate and um, well-written way as well as well-spoken and visually appealing. Uh, those are some of the factors that we really want to hit on because people deserve good news. And I think that's that's important to any society, <clears throat> especially nowadays.
1: Um, and I think it's been interesting probably for you. Um, people change how they get their news now. you know, And um, I'm sure probably even for probably to a point where it's not necessarily a good thing. So um probably having the ability to probably don't want to say control but maybe shape it, how you wanna present the news to the public probably plays a big part for you guys.
2: It definitely does. I mean the the whole point the the thing that is important the most important about journalism is, you know, there's two sides to every story, especially when you're doing a weighted story about you know, a major company here in town. Um, you have to be able to hit both sides and make sure you're evenly portraying that. Otherwise, you look like a biased journalist, and that's what I think a lot of people see in top news. You know, whether that's CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, they all have this bias that I think we're led to. But with local news, local news isn't really about being biased. It's about telling the stories that matter to the community. It's about talking about. Positions or you know movements that happen in a city council meeting tonight. It's about being able to accurately depict that and tell people, hey, this is X and this is Y. Here is the information. Now here you go. Obviously, uh, one of the things that I that I think Alpena still struggles with, and I think most places do, is they'll read the headline and they won't read any more into the story, and that's a huge problem because. I mean, if we're going to raise our kids that way to only read the headline, they're not going to get the full scoop. They're going to go with the first instinct they get, and they're going to start spreading it more and more, and that's how fake news starts. You just got to read the stories. What do you think, Brandon? two-piece.
0: I agree with you. you. can't just read the headline. It yeah, doesn't yeah. give you everything you need to know. So.
1: We have done a very good job of trying not to get very political on here so far. We've, um, you know, We've – gone over there a little bit once in a while, but we always try to
2: pull back. we try to keep it pretty light for the most part. It's the first step to having a good podcast. <laughs> Stay away from politics. <laughs> well, I mean, October could be very interesting. You know,
1: October yeah. could be interesting. We, we're gonna have, we have a couple of guests that I think, unfortunately, I mean, it's kind of weird, but I told Brad I kind of have a plan and he liked it. So <laughs> okay. I got a plan to talk to them, get their positions on some things, but we will Go any more than that we'll what have fun here in the summertime now <laughs> yeah but we'll let the viewers figure it out it here. all right so uh, i have a couple more things for you we'll take a break and then we'll come right back
0: right.
1: so i have two friends that um working in in the media. One, I'm not very close with, but I've been on the show a handful of times. So, or once or twice, I should say, um, his name's Paul Van Wagner and he runs, uh, ESPN Blacksburg out of Virginia. Oh, very cool. And he does the, he he does his drive show. So he does his four to six show. And uh, what is that
2: Hokies country?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, he started off at Lake Lake state and he was doing a whole bunch of stuff for Lake Superior state, you know, uh, Hockey and all that stuff, and then he, they recruited him down there. and He seems to be doing really well, it seems cool. And I'll listen to him, you know, because you can power yep, totally the internet know. now, you can do anything. And of course, my the one I know rather well is my buddy. Uh, I met him through when I went, decided to go back to school. He uh, runs, uh, uh, works at the Fox affiliate in Nashville.
2: Oh, very cool! He's got a
0: couple Emmys, which I always like oh, to talk about because he's an, an Emmy winner. winner. He's an Emmy, he's an one, an Emmy winner. I'm surprised so he has supposed because his head would be so big. It's
1: already big. <laughs> it is so, but his name's Gary, and um, I'm supposed to go to Nashville hopefully this fall. And when I do, I'll look him up. And um, he was just like you said. He started actually. He was down in Waco yeah. is where he started out at, and then he uh, did a little, some stuff with the University of uh, Baylor, yeah. And then he went up to Indiana, and then did Notre Dame, covered Notre Dame for a little oh, while, yes. and then he ended up now he's in. Nashville. So because he's one of the larger Fox affiliates in the,
2: in the nation. So, and to be in Nashville right now, oh man, I mean, what a great city. It's a great sports town to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's a perfect place to be. But yeah, it's, it's always interesting where you see people bounce around and uh, move to different market sizes or different places. Cause in broadcasting, you really don't know where you're going to go. I mean, generally, if you're kind of a new out of college person, You're really just looking to go anywhere. You're looking to just put your name, you know, get your name out there and just start working and get into that process. It's kind of like the NBA I like to think about or, you know, draft night. I mean, those guys don't know where they're going. Obviously, broadcasting isn't the NBA or draft night. We don't get to dress up and I don't get to wear a crazy suit. and A little bow tie. Maybe we should. And I get selected to come up to Alpena, Michigan, because that would have been an amazing night. But it's really cool to see where people go and how our, our industry is just, you know, somebody in Los Angeles or, you know, somebody in upstate New York or down in the bayou of Louisiana. I mean, you know, everywhere, there's always somebody kind of making their way around. And uh, that's the beauty of our business. It's people getting to observe different areas and calling it home, just like I get to call Alpena home, which is great. So what do you think about Alpena? So, I mean, because you've lived in
1: some bigger areas, right? I mean... Baltimore area, close yep, to uh, DC area, the DC yeah. then
2: um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee area. Milwaukee, are the so then now you're in Alpena. So yes. it's
1: like, um, I guess, just was it a culture shock at first, or,
2: you know, being from being from Wisconsin, and it wasn't too much of a culture shock. I know. I remember going up to the lake with my grandparents up there in uh, Eagle River, Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, we'd we'd go fishing, we'd have a lot of fun, eat good meats and cheeses and, you know, those things in the Midwest, primarily for Minnesota, Wisconsin and uh, Michigan, we still hold that culture, you know, very dear to our, excuse me, dear to our hearts, literally with deer hunting. (laughs) Um, You know, we hold a lot of those traditions the same. So it wasn't too much of a culture shock for me. Um, the biggest thing that I, I will say there are there are a lot of pros to living here. There's no traffic. You don't have to fight your way through six lanes to get home or do a meeting. Um you well, also it don't- depends
0: on who you ask. I'm on of traffic here,
2: really. <laughs> well I want, let us let, I wanna take a trip with your mom to DC.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll drive around the <laughs> belly. <laughs> it's our it, it, sneak is too much for her sometimes. Oh yeah.
2: Dang. Well, it's interesting to hear that though, because I've heard I've heard other people say similar things about the traffic's kind of bad here, and it's hard for me to to kind of take that seriously. Because if you've ever been stuck in two hours of traffic, then you can talk to me about um, <laughs> yeah. getting from A to B. It is it can be brutal there. So that's why living here, there's no traffic. I mean, it's you can get from A to B pretty easily. Uh, the people here are miles nicer than living out on the East Coast. I mean. They'll say hello, they'll, they'll be welcoming you where when it, I don't have to feel awkward every time I bump into somebody on the subway and say, oh, sorry. That's because that's a big Midwestern thing. We always say, oh, oh, and you notice it when you're out on the East Coast because the person won't respond and they'll walk right by you and be like, oh, sorry, I just want to make sure they're okay. Um, so the people obviously is a big plus. The biggest minus, I will say, I'm going to say music because I like to go to concerts and obviously my music probably isn't going to come up here. Um, whether that's electronic or, you know, bigger rock names or uh, even a little rap, hip hop, you know, mix it up as much as I can. Uh, music is the biggest thing that I miss because I love going to concerts in the summertime when it's wide open. And yes, we do have some great acts here. We have some really good talent, but I like the big, big shows. Oh, yeah. With tons I mean, of people. That's
1: that's a very fair you know, drawback to yeah. being here. But, but mean, it's not a killer. No, it's not. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like you're slating. Myself. No. <laughs> so I got to ask you something. You're one of my first people I've been able to sit down that's from Wisconsin. Um, I have this running thing that I've always heard that you people want to steal the UP from us. Do you feel any type of attraction or love toward the Upper Peninsula? Because I'm going to tell you, I've heard it before that, you know, people in some ways feel the Upper Peninsula is more
2: part of Wisconsin than Michigan actually is. It's hard because you're putting me in a hard place, Steve, first off, <laughs> because my grandma is from the UP okay. up there in Daggett, Michigan, uh, probably about a, you know two, three hours, eh, eh, maybe 30 minutes north of, uh, of Escanaba. But I don't think that we really hold a grudge to hold the UP. I've never heard that before. Oh. <clears throat> I guess that's a Michigan thing. It does fit pretty well with Wisconsin. But the UP culture in itself is is really different than Wisconsin or Michigan. I mean, obviously we enjoy our craft beers, but our sister station up in the UP, I have a couple of friends who work up there, and I've never had a cutegy. Have you ever had a cutegy before? Never heard of it. Spell it, maybe it's I like have. It's like a C U D I G H. No, It's 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 a really. I have tried it. It's a UP cuisine. It's you take this. It's like a burger almost. And it's Italian meat sausage filled with, like, Parmesan. And uh, you have, the obviously, the red um, pasta sauce and mushrooms. And this is a UP cuisine. And it's it's not my favorite, I'll be honest. (laughs) It's not the greatest, but it's their culture. Uh, They also have pasties, which I know we have pasties up in northern Wisconsin, northern Michigan. But, I mean, that's another weird, unique cuisine that I find. My dad loves it because he would always go up there and eat it. But... We never really grabbed any in Wisconsin or northern Michigan.
1: I always find it weird that it seems like the minute you get to about Sheboygan in here, since you have reference now, everyone becomes Packer fans. It's like the minute you get to north of Sheboygan, people are no longer Lions fans. (laughs) They've automatically adopted the Packers. and. I don't think that's fair. No, it annoys me to no end.
2: Yeah, I okay. would be annoyed. I'm kind of annoyed by that being a Packer fan. Yeah, like,
1: well, I can't even begin to tell you how many Packer fans that I know. You know? <laughs>
2: probably
0: because they get the Packer games there. The yes. Team, you know?
1: I will say that some of my Packer friends have family or roots in the Wisconsin area, so I can understand that.
2: Yeah. I, I don't understand how the. Folks up there in Sheboygan and up north near Mackinac, are really, how can you not be a Lions? I feel like you're in the state of Michigan. You got to be a
0: Lions fan, right?
2: No, cause I really think
0: it's because they get the Pecker Games yeah, and not
2: That would make sense. I mean, and that might be the case. I just, I'm airing some
1: of my griefs right now. So, hey, speaking of which, do you want to get some off your chest right now? I'll do it. <laughs> okay.
0: No, it's not forget. But it, it doesn't fit. So,
1: it really doesn't fit right now. So, and then, Another thing, there's two things that we always talk about in this podcast, or one of them is, if you know any, when you're out and about in the community covering people, if you happen to find a single girl, feel free to push them Brad's way, because we are looking for the next Mrs. Butterbear, and
2: uh, we've got to find the first Mrs. Butterbear. Well, that's true. So we're just looking for the first, actually. So. Well, here's the real question, Brad. So let's say we do meet a nice-looking lady out there in the Alpina community or any of our other great communities up here. Where are you going to take her on a first date? Depends
0: on what the season is. We'll say right now. We'll say in the summertime. Oh, my God. That's a good one. Go to Lee's Putt-Putt. That's a solid pick. It's always nice. We got a
2: bachelor right here. I like that pick. That's active. You know, it's not a movie where you're sitting down with a girl and you don't talk to her for two hours. Well, that would be helpful to me. <laughs> no, you got to challenge yourself.
0: I know. Also, the theater—we always have a nice plays. One, you know.
1: I like the idea of you kicking her ass and putt putt right away, setting the tone of the relationship. I am smoking you. No, that's not no, what no. you are supposed to
0: go. you <laughs> would
2: be too nice.
0: I know. And
2: then, she, then she might, you know, maybe, maybe you could do a little, a little. Wager, if you will, and the loser has to buy a hungry hippie because it's right across the street, that's or unlucky cat cafe. You know, there's your dinner right there, or the dude. second date. Oh, that's true. That is true. See, Steve's thinking like a salesman. He's thinking about the next meeting.
1: I just am trying to figure <laughs> out. We've—I don't know if we actually said this on the pod. But we've said this amongst ourselves. The last podcast will be when Brad gets home from his honeymoon. Oh, and then
0: it will be done. So, I think he started doing the podcast, which is going to push it off really quick. Well, no, that's not really <laughs> serious. He's not. Good. We're, we're years away from honeymoon or anything like that. But um,
1: I do know that it would be a, a
2: pleasant surprise. Nothing would make me happier. So, this podcast is going to have a lot of life then. It's going to be on for. Oh, man,
1: that hurt right there. Uh, I don't want to believe it
2: does.
0: Say, I'm just kidding.
1: That's fine. That's fine.
0: He doesn't know me, but he already knows me. He doesn't know you, but he
1: knows you. So, um, yeah. What's next? You got any goals? I mean, you want to continue broadcasting, assuming?
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way I've looked at life is just keeping an open book because you never know where an opportunity can lead you. I mean, just for my, what, two years out of college already, or three years, I don't even know anymore. I feel old. This is how you know you feel old. You forget it, (laughs) you forget a lot um but you know being out of college and then taking a, a job that i really probably shouldn't have taken but i decided to do it and you know it ended up taking me out to dc i never would have had those experiences and now i'm up here and you know taking chances is is a big part of life no matter what field you're in so personally i would like to stay in broadcasting but who knows i mean you never know who's comes who can come knock who who's gonna come knocking at the door and Sometimes you got to take a take a random chance and just go for it and even when even if the stars don't look like they're gonna align, they probably will at some point. Um, but honestly, the biggest goal for me this year and I think the biggest goal for our station is to win station of the year at our market. It's something that hasn't been done in a long time and um, obviously we're competing against some pretty big stations but I think if we you know we're getting some new people in right now and I think if we get the stars all aligned, as I said, a little bit earlier, but if we get the stars that align, we can really put together some great stories and you know do our area justice and make sure that you know we're telling their stories every day and hopefully that will turn into us winning you know, a Michigan Association of Broadcasters Station of the Year for our market size. So that's my big goal. So
1: what all is into that? As a person that's blissfully ignorant in that, but when you when you told me that you win I was like, yes, let's win that. What can I do to help? So just out of curiosity, what... What measures that? How do you win that?
2: So it's it's a lot. I mean, it's it's coverage of big issues around here. It's obviously we're we're trying to revitalize our image and eventually go to high definition, which is long overdue. Um, but it's really uh, having we have to submit to every category: so best anchor, best reporter, best special programming, best feature, um, and uh, you know best commercials and online presence. Well, you won a commercial one year. Yep, yep, with Joe Ravarchek and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. They do a great job, and they're going to continue. I mean, they've already done a great job with the ground trout. If you notice the graphics that they've been adding with the little fish that jumps out, um, they do a really good job of that. But, you know, it's covering all those categories, and it's really making sure that our content is the best that it possibly can be, because when you're competing against some giants and some giant corporations, it's, it's, it's brutal. It gets tough, but we're just a group of kids here or a group of young adults who want to make a difference. It's like the Fab Five want to shock the world. Exactly. I like it. Exactly. I'm, we think alike. I like yeah. that. My, My <laughs>
1: favorite commercial you guys did for us, I don't think it's the <laughs> one that won the award, um, was the Baby Diesel one. Jamie and I thought of like having two trucks kiss, and then they would give birth to a Baby Diesel truck. <laughs> and here's what I know. I know two things about that commercial. One, people still talk about that commercial to this day. That's good. So I know it resonated with people. And two, when we watch that, we laugh so hard every time we watch that commercial. It just cracks us up. So, like, I'm sure when other people watched it, like the people in these contests were like, "This is ridiculous," but we wanted it to be cheesy. Like we wanted when you watch it, you we wanted each other to laugh. And you know, I've got to find this because it seems like well, it was hilarious. We'll watch it on break. So. Um, we'll do it right now. We're coming over because I was just going to say you are a big sports guy, obviously. So we have created you had probably one of our most excited top fives yet. Yeah. So we are going top five bold sports predictions. Yep. Now is this
2: for a year? Or is it just all time? Or what do you got from here? I said for a year, okay. so I mean it can be a little bit out of that range too. Um, it's, I just I went through major sports because um, that's what we used to do. We used to do we we did so many weird things on our podcast. Yeah. But I was all focused around bold predictions because. You know, we, we had this Facebook group where we'd make poll predictions about random things like Game of Thrones or, you know, the Tigers are going to win the World Series, things like that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I have three, so I'm going to have to come up with two on the fly because I've been struggling with it, but it'll be fun. And I think we're really going to talk a lot about it. So Because you are seem like one of the few, we've had a, only a handful of really strong sports guys on our pod. Oh, yeah. And you're
2: one of them. So, uh, Brian and I love sports. It's big yeah. night right now. we got the Home Run Derby going on. Yes. I thought that was interesting. We could talk about that here. What did you think? Did you
1: see what happened to that? I think it was the double All-Star game. No, I didn't. Okay, double All-Star game. I think went into extra innings. Really? It was tied after eight. So they had a home run derby to decide who won the game.
2: Does that have any implication? No, no,
1: but it was cool. That's pretty sweet. And they were saying, you know, maybe part of that with the All-Star game shortened down to six innings now. Yes. And then if it gets, you know, if it gets close, then do something
2: like that, you know. I'll be honest, the only reason I watch the MLB All-Star Week is the Home Run Derby. It's literally the only thing I'll try and watch. I'll say Uh, the game is pretty cool, but honestly, I'll watch it this year because we have four four Milwaukee breweries in there. But other than that... I am that way with
1: all the All Star games, ex- probably except for football. So I like mm-hmm. the slam dunk. I like a three point yep. much better than I ever do the All Star game. Exactly. I like the NHL skills competition. I'm enamored with that. Really? Like either when they're the when they're trying to slap the the targets in the goal, or fastest slap shot, or you know, get them around the ice. I like that a lot better than the All Star game too. So um,
2: it's like the All Star game is. Should we just get rid it's of a it? Show. <laughs> it's just yeah. a sideshow. Well, it, I think the problem with
1: the All Star Games is that sports now has become so much of a business. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to get hurt during that. Game. Yeah, and you can't mm-hmm. blame. No, oh, no, you can't. So
0: the games are are very lackluster. So I sort of like what the NHL did, where they went with the tournament style. Yeah, so yes. it might be something the other leagues might want to look into.
2: It'd be yeah. kind of
0: hard than baseball or football. But Basketball, basketball would be pretty sweet. That was three on three from each division or I'm You're a little confused. confused. <laughs> no, I'm
1: just trying to think how you would work. If you did it from each, each, each division would have to have division, its own. Six teams. You would have to give a bye to the first two. So, mm-hmm. whoever probably be in the first place of each division or each conference would get the bye. So then you'd have those two play, and then that one play. I'm in doable. Yeah.
0: Make it work. I think
1: the thing that would scare the NBA away now is the big three.
2: Since yeah, the big three is kind of going strong, I think they would worry that they're biting off the big three a little bit. But And they were just in the, the – pa- not the Palace. I was about to say the Palace. A yeah. little Caesar. You know, it was that last weekend I saw Ice Cube was out there hanging out. Know. It didn't look like as many people were there this year than you know last year they really hyped it up. This year it seems like they're just trying to make it through. But you know, you're bringing people like Birdman – Always got to bring in those colorful uh, personalities, and they always add a little more to it. Well, what Cube needs to do
1: is write that check to Kobe or Tim Duncan or just somebody really marquee, and then just let me go. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Keep, uh, that would be Jordan funny. would fill the house, definitely. Yes. So. Oh, yes.
0: Everyone would come back to Charles Oakley as a coach. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: my God. just the fun. bodyguard. All right, what so we, is what rest. we'll do,
1: we'll end the segment, then we'll start with the getting after chest. You're all with that? Mm-hmm. And then we'll go into our top five.
0: All right, sounds, sounds
1: good. So, Butterbear. Yeah. You texting me.
0: Welcome. <laughs> uh,
1: So you texted me. I um, did, last night. Last night and said you have something you want to get off your chest. Yes. And I always get excited when you say that because I know it involves
0: you talking. Anything to get me talking. All right. So the other day I was driving to work. It was Friday morning and I was looking in my rearview mirror because I'm supposed to do that, driving thing. You're supposed to look in your rear view mirror, be aware of all your surroundings. It's like every ten seconds, I think it
1: is. Actually doing it every ten seconds? <laughs> no. If, it almost like you have trapped. You're supposed it's to do good. it
0: in your side mirrors too. Yeah. So anyway. But anyway. So I look in my set, my rearview mirror and I see this girl in a red Saturn SUV. And she's got earbuds in while driving. It's like what the hell is going on here? I don't think that's safe. But the whole time she was behind me. She had her earbuds in. And this isn't the first time I've seen this happen. It's like, Why do people drive with earbuds in their ears? It's a distraction.
1: Well, I got two things. First of all, I think it's illegal to do it. I'm not first, But I believe for a while there, some people were doing it because it was hands-free.
2: You'd actually talk on your phone. So I'm just trying to help her out. Because she probably doesn't have an aux cord. What year what your... Was this, uh, was this I, an older model? I don't, I don't know. It was Saturn, so it had to be kind of old. Probably doesn't have an aux cord and still wants to listen to music, but doesn't want to listen to the music on the radio or play a CD like I like to do. Uh, so that, that would be my argument for her in her defense, but it's, it's dangerous. There is no argument for it.
0: it's dangerous.
2: <laughs> well, I do like how you automatically were like, um,
1: I don't know. I like that you had it so I really don't have anything to get off my chest other than if I could rehash something that I rehashed two weeks ago. Pick up your garbage, please. Yes. Like I just
0: keep seeing it, and like it just upsets me. Like, we're supposed to be a beautiful town. Garbage doesn't make our town beautiful.
1: Well, I mean, when I was walking around Arden in the bay, you know, when you're walking around, you just see garbage on the grass. You know, I get it,
2: but if everyone just tries a little bit, then you know, it usually works out a little bit better. So I know. Make the world go around if everyone just uh, recycled
0: and threw their trash away. Yeah. But, all right. So we're doing the top sports right. predictions. Yes. Top five bold sports predictions. All right. And my number five: Barry Boz and Roger Clemens will be elected to the Hall of Fame next year. That's bold. All right. That's, I got some bold
2: takes here. That's so. I. This he's right on par right there. Because that's PED. They're huh?
0: close. They're close, but they just – I think they should be in the Hall of Fame. I was say, that's the larger issue, so let's talk about that. Michael, how do you feel?
2: You right with PD people being in the Hall? Personally, it's a tough – it's tough because I grew up in the PED the era pretty much. And your boy Ryan Braun. Yeah, Ryan Braun is one of them. Yes, I, I understand that. But also, Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron set that record – without PEDs, and Barry Bonds is just going to come in here and take that over, and he's juicing the whole time? Do you think that's fair? That's the thing. They weren't juicing the
0: whole thing. They were Hall of Famers before they started juicing. Yeah, Well, they Barry needed Bonds, that
1: juice. Barry Bonds would definitely be a Hall of Famer regardless. He yes. was. A, he, I mean, I don't know if he would have gotten the record or not. But Okay, so here's... That was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's fault. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to blame them at all, either. Those are and fault. of course... I don't know who's the bigger crime like so is the bigger crime them doing it or is the bigger crime like everyone knowing they're doing it and just not caring because that's really what was going on I mean you, if you go back when Mark McGuire was doing this home run chase and they're interviewing him at his locker and you look in the locker behind <laughs> yeah. him it's filled with it looks like a pharmacy back there so like <laughs> everyone knew this was happening but well, what happened was we had the we have to go back in time. Majorly just had the strike, right? People were not watching baseball. People did not care about baseball. They were angry about baseball. And this kind of rekindled America's, you know, relationship or whatever, so to speak.
2: So I'd say for this year though, that's that's pretty bold. I mean, to say
0: they Barry were and far, off. They and
2: were kind of far off. off. So you know what? I, I respect it. I respect it a lot.
0: So I did my research. I, like it. I didn't do
1: any research, which kind of, I think, helps me out. Sometimes I overthink things.
2: So. That's because you like to live boldly.
1: I don't know about all that, but, I mean, <laughs> my, my sports predictions are kind of like, I got five. Sorry, no. Number five.
2: Number five for me. All right, this is a an interesting bold take because I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but the Winnipeg Jets are going to win the Stanley Cup in this upcoming year. Team from Canada is going to take home the cup. I would think that's just as bold saying somebody from Canada is going to win. It's a little bit of bold since the Jets were good yeah. last year. I'm, I'm rolling with their vibe. I'm, I'm, I'm digging what they're putting down.
1: Do the Knights carry that same mojo
0: next year, boys? Ooh. One of my other predictions that didn't make the list, the top five, were the Capitals and the Golden Knights would miss the playoffs next year. So, no, I don't think they will. Okay.
2: I think they make the playoffs. I just don't think they go as far as they did this past year. I mean, I think what Vegas has done is incredible. And when you have a town that's so full of energy and life and, you know, rowdy fan base, their first year of hockey was this year, I, I don't see them not making the playoffs. I mean, they have a good squad. They've, they've got a stacked deck, if you will. So I can I see, I see them going. I don't think it's going to happen. Number five for me, my daughter
1: will be on all-conference next year for track. So, not bad. She's not going to be happy I said that.
0: I think she'll do it, too. Yeah,
1: but she was inside top ten, and I know she's been working hard. So, You're in
0: the work, you get the results. Yeah, so we'll see. I know there's nothing more than she would like to have me write, and so – <laughs> Fine, I'll go with, she'll be an all year. Oh, oh no, she's not
1: that's it. It'll be
0: interesting to we'll see if she can get that by her senior
1: year, but we'll see. So All right.
0: My number four is Tiger will win two majors next year. I like it. That would make me happy. I told you, these are bold. That's bold. That is bold two. Two. If he gets one, that's
2: it's almost does he retire? <laughs> no, that's no, I think that a, would never happen. I think the golf
1: universe would explode if yeah. he wins one. So are you a Tiger guy or no?
2: Tiger Woods, yeah.
1: I've definitely found that Tiger is one of the more polarizing people, it seems like, in sports. And you either like him now or dislike him. There's
2: not a lot of people that are like, in between them now. So It's interesting. I feel like a lot of people still love Tiger. I feel like there's still a lot of love for Tiger. Oh, yeah, but there are other people out there that do not like Jordan Smith.
0: <laughs> I don't mind him. He's all right. I think well, Tiger's growing up a lot since his... Little issues, yes. Well,
1: so Tiger's doing the Kobe thing now, right? Or and I don't know what that is. I call it the Kobe thing. It's certainly not privy to Kobe, but it's like these athletes that were kind of dinks in their prime, and then they're not in their prime anymore, and they kind of realize what the back end's looking like. So they become more accessible. They become more friendly. They and you almost wish they would have been that way when they were really good, because then you would have been like, "Oh yeah, this is amazing." But I think part of what made them was so good was that was the competitive. Yeah, was that just edge. tunnel vision
2: they had of that goal, and nobody was getting in the way of that. So I don't know. I agree with that. I mean, Kobe Bryant was the guy getting up at four or three in the morning after playing a West Coast game out, and he was he was still running. I mean, you have to give credit to those people, especially in their craft, they they excel. I mean, that's all it is: they excel, kill it they mambas. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sound effect added in. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> all right. For my number four, this is kind of a random one that I just picked out of the hat. Uh, I was looking at the, the MLB standings into this all-star break, and I'm saying the Colorado Rockies go to the World Series. Wow. They're third right now in the West. i the A.L. So the mm-hmm. One of those. One of those is right, right so that was my pick. I think the Rockies will sneak out of nowhere just because I like Colorado and I like Coors beer. One of my
1: predictions was going to be that Boston and the Yankees do not make the World Series. Ooh, I was going to yeah. say that, but I did choose it. It was on my list. That would have been
0: wild. Yeah, Bryce Harper will sign with the Astros and not the Yankees. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be wild. So,
1: my number four. LPM football will make the playoffs this year. That's bold. That is bold. I think Sims has got it. I think you have a couple of different things coming together. You have a coach, and the, system, the kids know the system, which always helps. There's been a lot of change, and hopefully, that. I think you got a couple kids coming back that are decent, and I think there's just enough there to get them into the
2: playoffs. What's the record it. last year? They were three, two, two or three games last year. It's doable. Yeah, that's three more wins in there. and they're they they're on the cusp of that, right? Yep. Is there five to six wins you need to get in? And don't expect a lot from posing. My son might be mad about
1: that, but it seems like everybody's in the eight man conference now, which I get, but maybe Alpina should make that move. Well, it wouldn't surprise me because some of the team you have to understand when when my son and, and uh, you were there, so I can I can say this to you with the utmost sincerity. When Jordan played football and he was in the eight-man, there's only nine kids. You only had one kid standing next to that coach. (laughs) You know what I mean? There was a reason. Yeah, I'm not lying to you. There was a reason why I it was eight-man football. It's because we couldn't field 11 people. And now to sit there and watch some of these other teams that have, like, 30 kids on the sideline and everything that goes along with that, it's very frustrating. Now, and I'll be honest because I could look in the mirror and I could do this, Posen now has kind of got a little bit of a program, so we have some extra kids standing on the sideline now. We kind of, if I take a look in the mirror, we might be that, you know. Might make the move. Well, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is some of these schools, like Posen, they might have 20 kids playing football, but 11 of those kids or eight of those kids are freshmen, and they're never even going to see the floor. I mean, they're not varsity kids. They're just dressing out there, so. And I'm sure that's something for the other ones, too. I get it. But it's just tough to hear, like, some of these other schools that have had success in 11-man all of a sudden now jump to 8-man. I'm not saying any names, but they can figure it out for themselves. So <laughs> It is what it is. We're a small area up here. So. Well, it'll be cool when I watch them run you know, run over or and, and acting like they just did something really cool. But anyways,
0: right. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> It's getting it off your chest. Yeah, yeah. All right. My number three, kind of sad and hard for me to say, but Tom Brady will retire after the coming season. Ho-ho! I
1: hear that too. I don't think that's a. I mean that's cool. But the reason he's going to retire because he's good. I think he's good go about on top and retire. Yeah. So, or I should. I think you should link that together. I think if Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl, he's definitely retiring. Um, if he doesn't win ever a Super Bowl. Or if he gets hurt this year and he's not able to end the season at his terms, he very well couldn't go back. But I do doubt for him that if he can ride off into the sunset,
2: he'll take it. Maybe it's it's me hanging around with too many Boston people, whether it be Alyssa or Scooby, because they are the biggest Brady, New England fans of all time. But I think he's still got a lot left in that tank. I don't know, but that I think that's bold to call that, that he – he will retire next year. That's a bold statement. That might be your boldest yet. I can't believe you got two more
0: left, Brad. Oh, you got to cool down over there, man. Just you wait. Some shit's about to come on. Oh.
2: I like it. All right. Well, my number three was a bold prediction I actually made during the tournament last year, and I was correct. The first time I've ever been correct on a bold prediction. This was a UMBC, remember, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, upsetting Virginia. Called that? I called that a week before it happened. And this year, I'm predict- predicting. Excuse me, can't speak. Uh, UMBC, they are going to the Final Four. That's very bold. I will say that. Uh, I'm sticking with my bold takes. I'm running. I like. I mean, it's very bold. How many seniors are they bring back? What's their roster? They got a bunch of retrievers out there, but they're going to go for the final four. That's all I got.
1: Well, I mean, we had this argument a long time ago on on here, and when you have men going against children, it's tough. It's just pure physicalness going against 18-year-old, 17-year-old kids. It's tough, so.
2: They did me right once. I'm, I'm just going to hope they do it right again. So they're going to get their sister, Gene, or whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Know. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. <laughs> we'll have you back on here in March.
2: <laughs>
1: Even if we just have you come in for a real quick home, we'll go over this pick and Perfect. see how it's going. Perfect. I like that. I will gladly rejoin. So we can do that. My number three, Detroit Lions, have made the playoffs this year and winning a game.
0: All right.
1: That's bold. Wait, I say that. Awesome. Yeah,
0: you're number two? Oh, no. Just wait till oh, my number Matt. <laughs>
1: And, I mean, I would go more, but I'm just seeing right where it's at. Okay. That would even be a stretch. Your Packers reloaded. Yes, we did. Your packers are looking real tough. So, I don't know. Even, even them making the playoffs would be a really big step. For them. So, I don't think Minnesota is going to be as good as they were last year. So, things are going to come down to Detroit and Green Bay. And, as you see, though, Friday Rodgers, if this hurt, the whole thing falls apart. So oh, yes, yes. It probably works the same way for the Lions, in all mm-hmm. honesty. If Stafford gets hurt, I could see it. Same thing for the Lions. So I, I can tell you're itching to numbers too. So just give
0: me Lions going to the Super Bowl in twenty twenty. <laughs> and Matthew Stafford wins the MVP. Wow.
1: Alright, mark it. So twenty twenty or twenty
0: nineteen? Twenty twenty. I'll give him a year.
1: Okay. okay. Well, I like it. That would make me really happy. <laughs> now that we're we're going would be emotional
2: messes. Yeah, we're gonna watch Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what what would happen if, if the Lions won the Super Bowl here? What do you think would happen? Would the place, would, would Alpena burn down?
1: No. Alpena's a hockey town. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, Detroit would be another, that would be a different story. Yeah, some shit would been down in Detroit. I never it.
1: You don't really realize what a football town Detroit is until, like, they really get hot and then it's just like, holy cow, it's crazy, so. And I don't remember that much, but I do remember a little bit, of
0: the Barry Sanders days. And it was crazy. So was so wild. I like that. It's good. Yeah. You may have to get a speaker and play the fight song. And drive around <laughs> the Spread that line's pride. Man. So much, it
1: seems like, of the NFL is just getting hot at the right time. Yeah. And, of course, that can just happen. I mean, it can happen. You know, we've seen it with the Giants when they made their run, they just got hot and they went all the way. So, like, to sit there and say that it can't happen, I think it's just being way over the top. But, I mean, it could definitely happen. They have the pieces there. Because, like I said, you certainly can't say, like, the Giants here, they won that Super Bowl, that they were, like, just this super awesome team. Mm -hmm. They just got hot, you know. Admittedly, they had a really good pass rush and they were able to collapse the pocket on a lot of teams. and. Yeah,
0: it took two miracle throws to well yeah and then you gotta get lucky I and mean, get a little bit of luck that's part of it. from a Michigan boy, Mario, and you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and then
1: that catch I mean even that catch now when you watch that catch you just like how the hell did that happen well I mean sometimes it's just you have help right? <laughs> you, you know, know how it
2: is,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> sometimes it just happens that anyway. way because all right, now I can make both of you angry. Uh, for my number two, the Lions finished two and fourteen. So, and believe it or not, I can see that happening too because <laughs> I mean, was, it's, it, it's it's not as bold as I thought. But the Lions are a good team. I mean, they've got they've got the pieces. They've got Stafford. They need a running back, a true running back. But I, well, I mean, like, like we just said, there Stafford gets hurt
1: second week, all goes to shit. So yeah. I mean.
2: Live and die by the quarterback.
1: And that's Our just NFL, NFL. Yeah. because they take up so much of the salary now in the NFL mm. that that's how it is. So just to see how Matt Patricia
0: does. Yes. It's
1: a big year for the Lions. So It's exciting. My number two bold sports tradition, in the United States will roll. Absolutely roll Europe at the Ryder Cup this year.
0: Ooh. It's not even
1: gonna be close. They pack up blowout. We'll be popping champagne at Sunday morning, 9,
2: 30. Which golfer is going to pop that champagne? That's the real question. Oh, man.
0: Fowler. Tiger come back. Tiger, <laughs>
2: <Assistant>. <laughs>
1: Captain position where you put Tiger has to. So let's ask this. That's where all sports guys. Tiger wins the British Open. He... Do you put him on the Ryder Cup? I think, yeah. I think points-wise, he was doing well until he's taken a break from all these tournaments now. But for a while there, in the points, he was on the team. Points-wise, now he's not. But if he wins the bridge Open, I think he like, jumps right up there. Yes. So I'm, I'm saying absolutely. Be, yeah, he can still be a captain's pitch. So. Yeah, I you know, he is assistant, but he can still play. Yeah, I think if he wins the, one of the last two majors, he, he's on. But I don't think if he wins the, one of the two majors, even if he wins the tournament sprinkled in there, I don't think he plays. I think he just coaches, and I think he takes the, whatever he can get from this year of hey, I actually was able to golf healthy and finish the year, that's a win. I'm sure that yes. – I bet you, if you looked at Tiger's goals, his number one goal was to be able to finish the season, not hunched over, it, you okay. know, and and having surgery. So I think if he finishes upright, that's a win. Yeah, that's yes. checkbox number one, you know. So I'm sure top five, top ten, were some other – and he's checked those boxes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, I know. But I'll give you their name. Patrick Reed.
2: Patrick Reed. He's going to pop the champagne.
0: All right. <laughs> Number one. All right. The Warriors, will go, the Warriors will go undefeated next season. That's both regular and playoffs. I'm glad our, our bowl predictions are lining up perfectly right now.
2: A little bit. Because my number one bull prediction is a team not from California wins the NBA Finals. So I'm going the exact opposite of you. Since now the, the California Basketball Association has been founded this year with the Warriors and the Lakers, uh, let's pick a wild card here. Let's pick let's pick somebody else in here. I mean, these both of these teams are just loaded. Let's be bold. Let's go with a team like the Celtics or the Raptors. I don't know. Something a little different.
1: So I heard that. If you took DeMar DeRozan, a first-round pick, and then I forgot a couple other people, would you take Kawhi Leonard for that? How's the Spurs? No. So they were talking about possible trades that for the Raptors. So, I mean, you got – so what do you have out there? You have Boston. Yeah. And you have Houston. Yeah. That's it. And if Carmelo goes to Houston, it's over. Houston will not win any with no. Carmelo. We all know. No. That.
2: Yeah. He's, it's
1: he up to Boston. So, yeah. I mean, Carbell will be the death kits of whatever team he lands on. So you almost want him to go to Golden State because at that point, mm-hmm. either yeah. score Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, Oklahoma City is interesting to me. Like, they have two really good players there, and if they could somehow maybe add a third piece, like, and you don't know because things just, weird things just happen, maybe they get Kyrie Irving. Because I can see, Boston. I mean, Boston has an interesting thing, you know, or they have some players.
0: They do they do? So. 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 What about out. Philadelphia? No, I don't think they're there yet.
2: I don't think any team in the East really can show it, but I'm hoping that one
0: of them brings it once it comes. Ben Simmons gets that jump shot over the summer. It's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be an interesting, an interesting NBA this year, but what? Mark Markel Fultz comes just in hot. There's a there's a <laughs> league up. So I'm sure he's going to get his jump shot back. Who knows? That was a weird thing. It was. And I,
1: You know, I've read just enough about that story to be dangerous, you know, but, um...
0: You know, maybe he'll just, like, I don't have to shoot. I'll just be a regular point guard and pass. You know what? He'll be fine.
1: <laughs> them signing J.J. Redick, in my opinion, was big for them. because They have to have some shooters that can space the floor. So, um... And, of course, I mean, people by now know I have a hard run for J.J., so, like, it's not – that's – yeah. yeah. Um, more pro but, more pro like, the like, Dario, these people that can shoot, that are on that team, become even more indispensable. Now that we saw what happened to Ben Simmons, it's even more. It'll be interesting to see if Ben Simmons did that next step. That needed to happen for him to become great. We're going to find out, really, if he's going to become LeBron or if he's going to be, like – Jerry Stackhouse. Hmm. Which is still a great basketball player and you know, nothing wrong with Jerry Stackhouse, oh. but he's definitely not LeBron James. You know? and ben Simmons can be very much like LeBron James, or he might not be. He might use, just catch 16 points and ten rebounds and you'll just be happy. So, yeah. So going back to quiet, he's gonna resign with the Spurs. You think so? Yeah. That'd be fun. I think Pop's gonna work his manager. I don't like Kyle Leonard necessarily, even though he is a Steve Fisher product. And yeah, I certainly don't like the Spurs, which I know you do. So, but that's okay. Like, we don't always have to like.
0: Really i do the Spurs. There were a lot of reasons. Don't why say it's weird.
1: Weird. That's the first reason that came up. <laughs> what's wrong
0: with Manu?
2: <laughs> you know what's wrong with Manu?
0: There's nothing wrong, with Manu.
2: That'd be interesting to see Kawhi. Uh, I mean, I feel like he is going to come back to the Spurs
0: at the end of the day. Like, where the Spurs have no, they don't have to do anything. Yeah. Oh no! Well, they do and they
1: don't, right? So the Spurs don't have to do anything this year, but the Spurs have to do something next year. And I honestly think Kawhi will play with well the Spurs next year. I'm not 100% agreement on that, but they're going to have to do something because they're just not going to let him walk. Them. Oh no. So they're going to get, and you know, he does have a year. I think if Popovich can work something out and he get another player. That's not Lamarcus Aldridge. That slows the team down. That gets. I can get that team up and down the floor. I, I could see him staying, but so maybe they get Kyrie Irving or something like that. You know, where like because he just he doesn't want to sit there and just dribble down the floor, wait for Lamarcus Aldridge, pass the ball into the post. That's just not what Kawhi wants to do. And then meanwhile, have to guard two or three of the best perimeter players on the other team, which in the West is Russell, Harden, KD. I mean. Now LeBron, I mean, come on, just get the guy a beer, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can do it, though. Yeah, well, you're right. He, he's definitely good enough.
0: So, um, I think he just wants some help. Yeah, I think he does want help. But, uh, and, well, Marcus played better last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. All-NBA second or 13? I, I just don't think Marcus, Lamarcus and Kawhi... Jill together. No, not,
1: that's not a knock on Lamarcus. It's a it's a it's how today's NBA is played. The big man is not I mean, look at Ayton, right? I mean that kid is a freak. He can't shoot very good, but he's like seven feet tall and he moves around like he's crazy. He gets blocks, rebounds. I mean, he's what where the NBA is going. And if he can shoot that three player, if he gets thirty-three percent of his threes, I mean, Devin Booker is going to be very, very happy. There's going to be a lot of alley-oops. And well, that's why you signed that extension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why well, wouldn't you? Yeah. My normal sports prediction, I made mean, just to tick you off. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no I went no. with mine. I, I, mine's the,
2: not a team from California.
1: Yeah. It's just going to be Dukes win the national championship this year, Brad. The
2: year? What? You said the Dukes win? Duke, 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 Duke basketball a, won the okay. national championship. This going to upset you.
1: I don't he think it have. does. I feel like it could be. Oh, bigger. no, it would upset him. Oh, are you we Carolina had a big argument on? about this last time. so he It's not to the point where he's like mad about it. every you in the face. <laughs> every year he says
0: Duke's going to win. It doesn't happen.
1: Except, I don't know. It's a, you're making it as a bold prediction. Except so. for 2001,
0: 2010, and 2015. Yeah. But, I mean. At
2: 18 years. He's better than none.
0: <laughs> I, mean, <that's laughs> the, I mean i mean we've gotten over those past years. We have a should, If you would be more sporadic with it instead of saying it every year. Well every year we're good.
2: We do blue ups,
0: it's like Marquette <laughs> though. I love Marquette.
1: Wojo's doing great things there. Hopefully. It's amazing the coach <laughs> it's amazing the coach C tree
0: how
1: it's branched out and um I don't know whether it's you know, this year you he yeah, had like what? Eight, eight coaches
2: in the team of 64. Yeah, it's so. it's unreal how many Coach K, not products, but Coach K, coaching tree there is out there. And, you know, Woj has been doing, I think for Marquette fans, we, we expect, I mean, we're coming off of Tom Crean and Buzz Williams and being able to get back to the tournament every year. And, I mean, when we don't make it, that hurts like that. I, as a diehard Marquette fan year in, year out, if you don't make the tournament – why are you still coaching here? Like you need to bring that, and Woj does. I mean, Woj, Wojciechowski is who we're talking about. He, he is a very passionate guy. If you ever had to interview him, he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it gets a little it gets warm in there. I had to, you know, put the two fingers between the tie and the, and the shirt. I think it would have to be
1: tough recruiting for Marquette, you know, because everybody that's really good in Chicago in Milwaukee area are not playing there. They're
2: playing in Kentucky. They're playing at Kentucky.
1: <laughs> so you already know that anyone in the top tier is not going to be there. And then anyone that's after that is probably going to, like, other bigger going schools. So they're, like, maybe Michigan's picking them up. Or yeah. Michigan State,
2: Texas, all these other tier teams that are pretty good. But Jordan Poole? Yeah. Couldn't, bring, couldn't keep him? I mean, he was signed to Michigan, though, his freshman year uh the the weird place where Marquette recruits really well is down in Arizona and Utah since they have that connection with Stan Johnson who used to be an assistant coach at ASU so they really hit those areas well um and that's where we've been able to get Marcus Howard who's a, a small point guard he had 52 points in a game that was like our big highlight uh but that's where we do well in in, in different places we try and keep it in New Milwaukee we try to keep Those away from Wisconsin. Right. Because obviously, in state, it's always a battle. I can imagine between Michigan and Michigan State. Here in Wisconsin, it's between Marquette and Wisconsin. I mean, they fight over recruits all the time.
1: That's really interesting the thing that you brought up. Michigan recruits, for the most part, seem like they stay, a lot of them stay in the area. I mean, there
2: are the ones that do fall through the crack, but yeah. Local. Yeah. Interesting. What about uh, Michigan State? Do you know how they recruit at all? So
1: Michigan State had a decent recruiting year. My understanding is they got three B plus players, and then they got Lawyer, right? Yeah, Lawyer. So Lawyer, the only reason I kind of loosely know about him is because my buddy Luke's son went to Clarkson. Yeah. This kid played for Clarkson. You know, he's Mr. Basketball. He's really good. He's really good, but he's he's undersized by today's basketball standards. That's not to say he's bad or not going to be good. because He can shoot. And he's smart because dad's a coach. He was dad was a, the assistant coach of business for a while. So um oh, interesting. It's gonna be good. And I think he's kinda the type of player that coach is likes. He's smart, you know, he's he's gonna hustle. But uh man, I tell you, you wish the kid was I mean, he's five foot eleven, hundred and forty pounds. So, wow, yeah, he's a small kid, so but you never know.
0: I just bulk them up.
1: <laughs> so, and you can only hope. So, I mean, I don't like Michigan State, but I certainly like don't get mad when they do well. No, in basketball at least. Yeah, football might be a different story. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our top five this week. We'll come on back and we'll wrap things up.
0: That was our episode I guess A couple things going on this weekend Week There is a shipwreck Stand up paddle board and snorkel Tour going on Sunday at 3 It's being put on by Performance Locker so Casey Stutzman Little venture there Brad, are we going to see you out there? No (laughs) (laughs) That was instant not a fan of uh, paddleboarding at all? I am. I just, I don't know. I have a kayak, so I'll go <laughs> see the shipwrecks that way. Then. <laughs> and then Wednesday night at 6.30 at Alpena Library, there's a trivia night. It's a $5 donation to play. And I have a couple friends who are trying to get me to do it, so we'll see. I like peer pressure with you, so you should do it.
1: So do it. Should you should Ooh, Thursday is not going to work for me because... It's Wednesday. Not oh, Wednesday? Well, Wednesday is definitely going to work for me. So <laughs> but uh, so this weekend, brown trout is going on all week long, so let's not forget about that. Uh, we got the big tournament coming up this weekend. And then um, Friday morning is the GMA breakfast over at the library. So I know you still get in on that if you want to go. They get service clubs. And then I will shamelessly and selfishly plug. Tickets are available to celebrate for the purpose. We just got them in. Signs will be going up this week around town. September 19th, $20, to get you can stand the door. And I'm going to say it because I can. So I'll break the big news here on the pod. I. Well, we, thanks to Drummond, I like it. We were able to get uh, overnight stay at the Grand Hotel donated this year. So that's going to oh, be our big prize. What? So you have your, we still have coming back your Make Your Own Beer put on by Mountain Town. So you can bid on that. And when that go going down, they will let you pick the kind of beer you want. They will feed you very well, as Brad will admit, too. Yes. They will give you lots of beer. And then you can make the beer. And then, and two months' time or whatever, 30, 60 days, depending on what kind of beer you make. They'll they'll keg it, set it up here, and then you'll sit down with Huron. You'll pick the bar around town you want, and then you can have a launch party put on by the boys from Huron Distributor. And then a portion of the proceeds from that goes to United Way. So great thing we were able to do last year. That's how we made Thunder
2: Bay Fog. That sounds Uh, like a home run. Pitch it up. <laughs> that's um, a home run right there. Bad radio, but that's a home yeah. run. <laughs> um, I'm
1: trying to think. I know Harrisville is doing their food and wine festival this weekend. I am going out of town this weekend, and I just tightened that up. Was, that's what I was on my phone with. So I'm going to be in Bel Air this weekend in Traverse City. So um, I'm going Sunday with my brother and his wife to go over. She's never been to Traverse City. We're going to hit the dunes, and I'm going to try to photograph the sunset. And see some breweries, and then Saturday we're gonna go see one of my buddies from school. So
2: you said you're going to Bel Air. Yes, are you going to shorts? We are. Saturday oh, night. I love
1: shorts. Yeah. So good. So we will be there Saturday evening. So yeah, you're gonna have a blast. You. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's what's going on this week. It kind of hit me the other last minute, but it worked out. So anything else next
0: week? Next week is Jeff Minnick from Minnock, whatever. Oh, Jeffrey cheating. from Thunder Bay Theater. I'm excited.
1: So we can tease a little bit. We got another sports theme top five next week. Top five Philly sports moments. Top five Philly sports <laughs> moments from two guys that know nothing
2: about Philadelphia sports, so it could be good. I would say just have some cheese steaks ready, potentially. Maybe a. Uh, I ain't got time for that. Maybe an Eagles fly. Eagles fly. Play that. That'll that'll ease Jeffrey because he is he's a passionate Philly diehard, yes,
1: and especially diehard Eagles fan, yes, yes. So but I got something up my sleeve. I'm working on so because he's a cheater because I'm a cheater and that's what I do. List. So I got that, and then uh, but my favorite thing is, and we got Jeff is going to go over some voice projecting lessons with Brad because Brad's so quiet. So that's what I'm looking most forward to. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And maybe something that our listeners didn't even pick up on. Anything? Maybe. Maybe it will be like the beginning of Anchorman. The human torch was denied <laughs> right, at the Anglo. bank loan. There you go, Brad. Are you ready? The yeah. arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> Unique. Scotch. 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 I love Scotch. Scotch. So that'll be next week. Mm-hmm. Week after that, we had the great Miss Jackie Krawcheck. And then after that, you and I have to discuss how fair because we have a com- schedule a conflict. Yeah. But after that, we have August. And we have to create uh, our guests coming in August. And September is already booked up, too. So we're booked a well out. And we're almost to episode thirty right now. Oh, you know, Getting so, old. Um, yeah. yeah I don't know. How many podcast episodes did you get into? I think we only got 25. So okay. y'all are older than me. Well, 30 is the magic episode, was what I heard. So I was when I researched... Thirty, then of course the mythical one hundred. You know, once you hit your hundredth episode.
2: So, well, it's been a blast to be on here today. I mean, thank you guys for, you for uh, enjoying enjoying some time with y'all and uh, talking a little bit about sports. And uh, it's been it's
0: been fun. It's been really fun. It's been good time.
1: I I love you. And I have you? Thank you for all that you do for United Way and all the other crazy things. You're always able. I'm always able to call you or shoot you your email and like, yeah, I'm on my way. It, I just really appreciate it. Um, you no, know, our community appreciates people like you that really don't know maybe the people or the cause you're going to, but you're just like, yeah, I'm in. And on the, you do a very good job of doing a lot of things for a lot of people, and um, just I know a lot of people appreciate it. So, thank you. It's no <laughs> So heartfelt. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> well, I, mean, I generally mean that. I know with even with 100, 100 heroes, we have, I don't know how much we've actually really talked about 100 heroes on here, but hundred heroes is by far the most organic thing I've ever done in my life. And what I mean by that is it literally was an idea. Allison and I had something on our couch and within a 72 hour period, we were able to reach $10,000, just like, I mean, like wildfire. Brand made it rain. And uh, I mean, like, it was just really absolutely crazy how, and you were a part of that. Um, and a lot of other
0: people were too going around, but um, it was really cool. So great. All right. Sounds good. I'm sorry for Jeff for ruining his
1: last name. I mean to do well, that. we'll get the correct pronunciation. That'll be one of the first things we do next All week.
0: All right. Sounds good. All right. See you, everybody. See you.